Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. I say this often in a lot of places. I can never accomplish God's potential for me by trying to be somebody else. Bottom line to all of this, it isn't about who we are anyway. It's about who lives in us. It's not about you. It's about the God that lives in you. That's how we accomplish things. We don't accomplish things in ourselves. Remember that verse in Philippians? It's God working in you giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. It's too easy to fail to do what you know God wants you to do because you think that someone else, fill in the blank, could do it better. Moses had this problem. God called him to lead the Israelites out of Egypt. Moses claimed he couldn't speak as well as Aaron, so God should have picked Aaron. Well, Pastor Mark will be reminding you of your uniqueness, your individuality. You have gifts in a combination with your personality that no one else has. Besides, isn't it prideful to be thinking about how you will look to people? God is the one who's supposed to get the glory, right? Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in 1 Samuel chapter 17 as he continues his message, The Life of David. Understand, guys, that's what Satan always does in a church. Because our function is to grow here, be one together here. By the way, we don't have division like that. God's been gracious to us for 18 and a half years. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's because you guys aren't grumbling and complaining and he's protected us in the eldership and the pastors and what he's just been amazing to us. But no, notice what our calling is. We're to fight the Goliath outside. We're to fight the blindness that Satan brings in people's lives. We're to share the gospel. Our energy has to be outside of this building. Amen? And if we bring it inside, then we're against each other. And pretty soon, we have no energy outside, and Satan goes, I love it. Now, think about marriages. Very same thing. Destroyed from where? Within. All kinds of things. Well, let me read you some statements tonight, because as I begin thinking about this, Elab is jealous of David. We say, Pastor Mark, that doesn't have any application to me. Well, let's think about this. Let's think in the, in the church realm for a moment. Why did he get to be senior pastor? Why am I just an assistant pastor? Why, are, why is he or she the head of that ministry? I mean, I could do a way better job. How did they pick him or her? I should be the worship leader. And let's get outside the church. How did... 
he or she get promoted at work. I mean, I've been faithful for all those, and they bypassed me. Why was I passed over? Sound familiar? It all comes from what? Selfishness. Trying to promote myself. So, as you begin thinking about all this, either we believe, Romans 8, 28, or we don't believe it. All things work together for good. So wherever, wherever God has you tonight, at work, here in the church, whatever area you may, wherever he has you, if you're not in sin tonight, active sin, wherever he has you, all things are going to work together for you. He's got you right where he wants you. And by the way, you'll see in a moment, it's not about us at all anyway. It's all about God. We're just servants. Really, at the end of this, David's just going to go back home. He's just bringing, well, Publix fresh bread and cheese. Throws one stone and goes home. It's over with. He goes right back to the sheep. Now, flip on back. 1 Samuel 17, 31. Now, what David said, I love this. I love this. I love this. What David said was overheard and reported to Saul. And Saul sent for him. David said to Saul, let no one lose heart on account of this Philistine. Your servant will go and fight him. What did David do? David didn't get sidetracked with the internal battle. He didn't sit with Elam and go, now wait a minute. I didn't have nothing to do with being selected. So I am the youngest. So? What do you mean? What do you mean you know my motives? You don't know any of my motives. He doesn't get sidetracked at all. He just goes right back to the main thing. And what was the main thing? Goliath. Huge point. Write this down tonight. Huge point for all of us. Keep focused. Keep focused. Keep the main thing the main thing. We cannot... Respond out of hurt emotions in life. If we start playing that game, we will be so unfocused in the things that really matter. Don't get sidetracked with the distractions that Satan brings. Satan loves to do this distraction thing in all kind of areas of our lives. Let me give you one tonight, which may sound a little strange to you, but it's very important. If you have teenage children, you want to pick your battles. You can't make everything an issue. If you do, you lose your children. So you have to pick the main ones that you're going to go like, okay, we're going to really deal on this one. Because if you pick every single one, they will rebel and leave. Whenever they get it, they're gone. They're growing up, remember. They have to make some mistakes themselves. And so when I counsel parents, I say, okay, here's all these things. You got the next three years, whatever. Pick and choose your battles. Ask God. Which things, we got to really deal with this. The rest, it's okay. It's, it's, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's fine. It's fine. Now, what about believing churches tonight? Outside this church, we have wonderful other Christians, or many other Bible-believing churches in our community tonight. Amen? Good people. They believe different about some things than we do. Now, I'm not talking about the authority of scriptures, Jesus Christ dying, all of those kind of basic things that you never, ever, ever move away from. But we have, right nearby us, numbers of churches that believe different in end-time events than we do, 
okay? They don't believe in the rapture. Uh, they, they don't believe really in the tribulation. They don't believe in some of the, They don't look at the book of Revelation at all like we look at the book of Revelation. So what are we going to do about that? Are we going to make that the thing to battle over? No, we're not. Now, what are we going to do here? We're going to teach what we believe, okay? Could we be wrong? Yes, we could be. We're not, but we could be. <laughs> You know, I'm joking. <laughs> I mean, if we didn't teach it, we, I mean, if we didn't believe it, we wouldn't teach it. But you'll hear me say, there's some people that are amillennial, mid-trib, post-trib, no-trib, whatever. Okay? It's okay. Can we still be friends with those people? Can we hold hands like we did tonight and fight the real enemy tonight? Yes, we can. See, if you're going to divide over that, you might as well close shop. Because we'll never agree on everything. Never. So we just keep the main thing, the main thing, and this is what's happening. So understand, we have to be very wise in the way we deal with people. We, we can divide over all kinds of things. We can, we can disagree. We can get coffee and talk and come over. But you can't divide over non-essentials. You cannot divide over non-essentials. It's foolish. So we just keep the main thing, the main thing. Verse 33, Saul replied, You are not able to go out against the Philistines and fight him. You're only a boy. And he's been a fighting man from youth. You ever anybody say that to you? You you can't do it? Now, what's some of our reaction? Oh, sure, yeah, I can do it. (laughs) King Saul is what? What's he looking at? What perspective is King Saul looking at? Total human perspective. He's looking at David. With God, he's looking totally with eyes of men. Whenever we step on in faith to fight the enemy, whenever you and I do it, there's always somebody around to say this, you can't do that. And they will what? They'll speak doubt into our lives. Now, sometimes it's wisdom from somebody going, what are you doing? So if I'm getting ready to make a huge change in my life, that I believe God's speaking, I run it by the elders, I run it by those real close friends. Because sometimes I don't hear God right. And I need somebody to say, are you sure you heard God on that one? <laughs> and so I go back to prayer again. Now sometimes I just have to step out in faith. But it's not bad to have wise counsel. But many times people just say, they look at us and they go, you can't do that. And so we doubt it. But David, remember the battles where? Hello? When you hear somebody say you can't do it, what does it cause? Doubt. The battle's in the mind. And we begin playing it. But David doesn't listen to his mind. He listens to his heart. David is going to walk by faith. He's going to step out with a different perspective. Not man's perspective, but God's perspective. He's looking through the eyes of God. And later, we know this. We'll study it in the book of Philippians. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's the key. Verse 34. But David said to Saul... Hey, your servant has been keeping his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off the sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it. Now, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defiled the armies of the, there it is again, the living 
God. Now the Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. Saul said to David, go and the Lord be with you. Now, I'll just say this there for time's sake tonight. Faith that isn't tested can't be trusted. What's happening here? David's faith, David's faith is going to be tested. All of this is orchestrated by God. David's faith had been tested before with the lion and with the bear. He has history with God. You and I, the longer we serve God, the more history we have with God. And let me give you a clue tonight. You already know it. God has never failed you once. Now, we failed him. He has never failed us. So, because of this history, David's saying, Saul, I'm not going to go fight Goliath. I'm just a... I'm simply a tool. God's the powerful one. And so the whole key is, the Lord be with you is that key. The Lord be with you. Saul doesn't even realize what he said. But the key is that the Lord be with you. Verse 38. Then Saul dressed David in his own tunic. He put on a coat of armor on him. And a bronze helmet on his head. Verse 39. David fastened on the sword over his tunic and tried walking around because he was not used to them. He said, I cannot go in these. He said, I'm not used to them. So he took them off. Chuck Swindoll is a great statement. Listen to it. Here's David. I'll tell it what it is and then you'll love it. King Saul is a 52 long. David is a 36 short. (laughs) Is that classic or what? So he puts this stuff on, and he goes, I can't walk in this stuff. What are, you, what are you talking about here? And this is one of the greatest, this is one of the greatest principles in all the Bible, what I just said to you. Now, that'll sound strange to you, but this is one of the greatest principles in all the Bible. In fact, because of time tonight, I'm going to end with this principle. But write this down. Be yourself. Be who God made you to be. David cannot go in Saul's armor. It's not David. Very often the enemy speaks to us amazing lies. But I want you to understand something tonight. God made only one of you. Now, he may have made people that look like you. You might even have a twin, identical, whatever. But he only made one of you. And that means when he made you, he has a plan and he has a purpose for your life. Uniquely yours. Now, you will never be successful. I will never be successful trying to be somebody I am not. David cannot be King Saul. Joshua cannot be Moses. Peter cannot be Jesus. You can't be anyone else successfully. There's no need to be because your gifts 
are uniquely needed in the body of Christ. When God made you, Jeremiah 29 says, he had a plan for your life. He had a plan that was filled with hope and purpose and meaning. And God gifted you. He gifted everybody that's in this church. And I say this often in a lot of places. I can never accomplish God's potential for me by trying to be somebody else. Bottom line to all of this, it isn't about who we are anyway. It's about who lives in us. It's not about you. It's about the God that lives in you. That's how we accomplish things. We don't accomplish things in ourselves. Remember that verse in Philippians? It's God working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. So for some of you tonight, here's the problem. There's, there's two, two real categories here. Some of you tonight, you underachieve because you have this horrible self-confidence because you're always comparing yourself against somebody else. Here's what you'll discover in life. There's always going to be somebody way more gifted, way more beautiful, way more talented than you. There's always going to be somebody less in all these ways. Who cares? Be you and give the glory to God. Quit downing yourself. Find your gift, exercise with your gift, and give the glory to God. Now, some of you are on the other end. Well, I'm in the top 10%, Pastor Mark. You won't be there long because you're coming down. I'm serious. You're coming down. You think it's about you? When we had our pastor's elders retreat for one night a few weeks ago, we listened to Chuck Swindoll. By the way, privately, I'd like to be like Chuck Swindoll. (laughs) Amazing. But I'll never be. It's going to be me. I gave that up a long time ago. You know, some, some pastors even try to talk like somebody else. Can you imagine that? You just have to talk like who you are. Now, that doesn't mean we can't have role models. Paul says, follow me as I follow God. So we look at their life. We look at their character. We look at those. That's good. We, we need those kind of role models. But we can't be anybody else. But we were there. And Chuck Sudnall was giving this great passage of scripture. And he was just talking that everybody in the body of Christ, at, at the bottom of a ship, the slaves, the servants were called under rowers. Everybody's just an under rower. He says, Billy Graham's down there with me. I'm there. Jesus Christ is there. We're all just under rowers making the body of Christ go forward. Tonight, you're an under rower. We're all equal. That's why I had you hold hands. There's nobody high and there's nobody low. We're all uniquely gifted by God. Don't ever put yourself down. And I'm not talking like prosperity kind of just. Just understand, if you have God in you, you're valuable. We're jars of clay. But there's an amazing treasure that lives in you tonight. And that treasure is God. That living God is in you tonight. Find out how he's gifted you. Understand what it is, and then just give yourself to God. So you and I must discover who we are, the gifts that he's given us. Now, if you're lazy, I'm speaking to you. Get on with the job. Quit being lazy. You say, well, it's not really much of a gift. Get on with it. The toe, the whatever. We need all the parts of the body. You remember when we did the whole series on that. We need all of you. You heard me this weekend. I need you. You need me. 
We're all needed. So here's David. I think it's amazing to me, a young boy who puts on this armor and he says, you know what? I'm not comfortable trying to be you. I just have to be me. By the way, he doesn't even go with a sword. He go with a sling. Why? Because that's what he's comfortable with. Think he's any good with it? One shot. Remember, he said, there's a target you can't miss. There's definitely a target you can't miss. So here's a young man, 20s. Never knew what was going to happen when you left down that day with the public's run. And he's wise enough to say to a king, you know what? I, I can't be anybody. In, I can't be you. And by the way, it's not about me anyway. It's about the God who's living that's going to win this battle. Father, you made us uniquely, specifically. Our DNA is ours. We want your DNA. We just want to be servants. Useful, gifted, by you, changing our world. I pray for those tonight who are, well, they just feel like they're not gifted enough. They're not talented enough. May they understand they're, they're speaking down against the God who created them and gifted them. They are able. They are more than adequate. Well, not because of them, but because of the God that lives in them. Help them to step out and step up and be useful and just simply achieve the potential that God has for them. Just being them. And Lord, for the few on the other end of the line, like we all sometimes get, we think we're the, we're the answer to everything. People who knew who I was and would let me be whatever, I could really change the situation. God help us. You hate pride. If we take you out of our lives, there isn't a man or woman here tonight that knows what that ugliness would look like. Sometimes we're amazed at what we can think, what passes our mind. And we're children of God. Without you, we'd definitely be nothing. So anyone that's prideful tonight, just bring them back to that center place. They're gifted so that you can get the honor so that you can get the glory. And tonight, as we walk out of here and lay our heads down, I pray that the peace of God would be in every room. And we would not listen to the lies of the enemy that says you're no good, you can't do it, you're too short, you're too young, you're too old, you don't have those giftings. The news you heard today, it's going to devastate you. God, protect our minds tonight. Let us go back to the Word of God and stand on the Word of God that's unchangeable. Thanks for your spirit that's spoken to us. And we walk out of this place with the living God on the throne and in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. In today's teaching, Pastor Mark continued telling the story of the fight between David and Goliath. You saw David's faith in action. He knew that God would give him the victory. This is a lesson for you, too. Learning to trust God, to understand that He's big enough to solve all your problems, is essential to your continued growth and maturity as a follower of Christ. 
Lessons for Living is the teaching ministry of Pastor Mark Balmer of Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. We have multiple campuses to reach those living in Melbourne, Sebastian, and Vieira. All campuses meet each weekend and on Wednesdays to spend time collectively raising our voices in worship to our Most High God and studying the truth and blessings found in His Word. For more information, directions, and service times, visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and click on the church link at the bottom of the page. This ends the latest section in the series, The Life of David. Next time, Pastor Mark will show how Saul's attempt to help David prepare for the fight against Goliath only hindered David. David will understand that he can only be an effective warrior if he fights as himself. In the same way, your effectiveness to God can only be maximized by being yourself. Well, that's all the time we have for today's broadcast. From all of the production team here at Lessons for Living, we want to say thank you for tuning in. And may God bless you. And together, let's do life right. Let us hear your lessons.